0: Hey, Keegan, how we living? Oh, man, we are living good. We are living Gucci. It's a great day to be a Georgia Bulldog, ain't it? Hey, man, it's always a great day to be a Georgia Bulldog, but...
1: Hell of a win for the dogs, and we'll go ahead and jump right into this thing, guys. This is Cheeto Chabuye, and always with me is Keegan Chenal. This is the oh. review of Gator Week, and this is Dogs Off the Leash.
0: I do it for the dogs.
1: Great victory over one of our most hated rivals, 24-17 to 17 UGA on top in Jacksonville. Uh, now we want to talk about kind of the breakdown of the game and just kind of get some impressions and kind of see what you thought about the game, Keegan. And, and let's see, you know, maybe some highlights going into the first official playoff ranking to start the season. We know it doesn't really matter at this point, but big win for Georgia going into the rankings. Uh, and how do you think the dogs did?
0: Well, I think we made a statement, and then we were able to see the rankings last night. And, of course, Georgia's sixth in the uh, playoff perspective. And I think that, you know, there was never a point in the game where I didn't feel like we had control of it. Now, the game is only – we only won by a touchdown, but that touchdown kind of came late. And I felt like we pretty much had control of the game. Now, I'd like to see, you know, see maybe a couple more touchdowns. Um, I think that would be an area – you know, there's things we can definitely improve upon, but I think we made our statement, man, and I just feel like, you know, I feel like we can't. We did what we needed to do and, you know, that – we saw a direct result with how we've been placed. We're the number one, one-loss team outside looking in, exactly where we need to be to be able to, you know, win our way into the playoff this year.
1: Yeah, the committee showed us love – But I felt like this one was 100% earned uh, because, you know, at this point we do have that loss to South Carolina, which cannot be overlooked. Um, You know, that overtime, just terrible game that we lost. But now we have two top ten wins. At least the teams were top ten at the time in Notre Dame and Florida. So I think we've
0: earned it more so than what feels like Ohio State's getting a lot of love without playing anybody yet. Yeah, and if you look at what, you know, the other one lost team that really had a strong argument for being the first ranked one loss team would be Oregon. I mean their loss to Auburn would be you could definitely say that would you know that would be worse. Um or wait, our loss is worse than that is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, hands down, hands down. So I feel like it's our strength of schedule and the way we've handled teams um that is, you know, had them look at that, know that and still decide to put us ahead of them. You know, that speaks for itself kinda. Of true
1: and we'll get off we'll get onto more of the playoff ranks in just a second, but let's talk about this twenty four seventeen win over Florida when you get these victories you can't take them for granted um, you know the game looks close on paper twenty four seventeen but Florida actually scored two touchdowns in the fourth when the game was pretty much out of hand and kind of in desperation mode uh, offensively we uh, in total yards we um, put up four hundred yards of offense on theirs very good defense and then they only managed 280 yards of offense um but that's pretty impressive considering that you know they don't really care for running the ball and only managed 21 yards rushing so you know in retrospect they did pass the ball they saw a little success yeah through the tight end like we mentioned in our keys um but I want to know a key that you talked about in the preview and what, you know, what came to fruition or what you still feel like we didn't do very well on a pretty much an outstanding day for the defense.
0: Well, I feel like overall, what was, you're asking, what, you know, like a couple things I saw that we did. Yeah,
1: because we threw our keys out there, and, you know, of those keys that we talked about, what, you know, was there something there that was like, okay, we talked about that and that actually happened, or we struggled in an area that you thought would be a key to the game, you know what I'm
0: saying? So, yeah, last week, you know, we were talking about how, Kyle Trask, had 310 passing yards versus LSU. Yes. Um, they had 140 rushing yards against LSU. So this is a pretty potent offense against a pretty good defense in LSU. And, you know, we were able to limit them like you were just saying. So our defense really was able to take control of the game. And our ability to do that is what is going to set us apart. Because if you look about it, it's like we don't have, you know, even though we have great players, Comparatively, we don't have the sexiness this year or the appeal that the media is giving all these other players from hundred percent, especially with the offense. And it's kind of a player-driven, you know, focus, I guess. And because of that, you know, everyone's kind of underestimating, and then we drop the ball against South Carolina. So I think that our defense is really going to set us apart. We might have the best defense in the country right now, you know. And folks, that's. That's all you need, Like <laughs> That's saying a lot, too, if you really get down to it. You know, it's yeah. been good, like, low-key good, but th- they're serious, man. Yeah. I mean, if you look at just the statistics so where we're ranked on a lot of things, I mean, we – and then the fact that we haven't even allowed a rushing touchdown. I mean, knock on wood, but come yeah. on. That's ridiculous. Real talk.
1: I mean, real talk. I, I mean, that's just not a stat that you just toss around. That's That, that takes a lot of discipline. And even, honestly, sometimes a little bit of luck, but we've done it. And there's no luck in how good the DB has played. And, you know, I don't even think I saw Tyson Campbell out there for the majority of the game. So, if that gives you an idea, we're still not fully loaded on the defensive side. But Kirby has got these guys killing it. Defensive line, Trey Scott's doing a great job this year. Our co-coordinator, linebacker coaches are killing it. And then, obviously – Kirby with his hand on the secondary. But uh, let's give the offense a little bit of love, dude, because I actually, for the first time in two to three weeks, let's say three weeks because Tennessee wasn't super pretty, I actually enjoyed watching a Georgia football
0: game. You know what I mean? Absolutely. How, how did you feel the offense did today I on mean, game day? Yeah, I mean, it was entertaining. I felt like Coley really mixed it up. I felt like we – What Dan Mullen would say is a busted coverage. I mean, I think we out-schemed him a few times because their guys just couldn't get in position. They didn't know where to go. and We we were able to kind of confuse their defense on a couple of those uh, throws down the field that really, you know, kind of helped us take control of the game. But luckily we had the personnel, the coaches really put together. I mean, it's a complete package. I was quite impressed with how the offense was run. I mean, I think we talked about last week, you know, involving, you know, other running backs. And they did that. They got Herring in there. They didn't get some of the guys. But, uh, you know, they did kind of mix it up and, you know, did what you had said last week and, you know, spreading it out um, with those underneath kind of passes. And, I don't know, I thought they did well. And, you know, it's
1: amazing how, um, you know, just a few things in the scheme open up receivers because, like you said, we, we did out-scheme them. There was the first touchdown, to Blaylock. It was just like a, a little crossing route at the goal line. He was wide open, like the the linebacker just couldn't get to him. On the Cager touchdown, he ran like a, a drag across the field and then uh, and then cut up the field, and he was literally wide open. And right. even Brian Herrian's, uh crazy catch, a running back. He, he's not even our passing a pass catching back, you know. But he went out in the flats and turned up field as Jake kind of uh, escaped the pocket and made that. Just insane, insane catch, but he was open. So just a few wrinkles. And we didn't even run the ball, like, extremely well. So I was so happy to see a game like that, especially where we converted 12 of 18 third downs. That is pure efficiency. I don't care if our offense is not flashy, but converting and having scoring opportunities will win you games when your defense is that good. Now, will we have to step it up a little bit? You know, if we were to play in Alabama, even when Auburn comes, those really good defenses, yes. But with our defense playing the way they are, I loved what I saw. I, I loved what I saw. Anything else from the offense that you want to
0: uh, shout out
1: to or mention?
0: Well, I thought, you know, the the offense and James Coley did a good job of recognizing, okay, this is what teams are doing. Everyone wants to play man coverage against mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, use that to our advantage. And they got in some bunch formations. They did what I had said to do, you know, get in the trio, wide receiver, you know, out set, like doing different things, putting guys in motion, you know, not being so uh, passive with the situation on offense. And that, that was predictable. Yeah, it was beautiful. They took it and then they kept taking it forward. And that's the thing. It's like if you take chances that are calculated, and you do it at a certain you know, if you do it by scheme, you get a pretty good you know, standard of return enough to like take over games. So it's just like not worth playing so conservative if it's you know, in a situation where it's just numbers. Like you got ten guys in the box and you probably wanna run up the middle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, not, not a super hard concept to understand, right? <laughs> like so it's like let's be smart, let's just try things, you know. If I saw the offense was trying some shit like oh that didn't work, but I mean shit like nothing else was working. So right, but if the numbers are in your favor and you know you
1: can exploit that, then it's then it's wise. It's not always gonna work, but even taking those shots or you know attempting those types of plays makes the defense respect that they're like okay, well they're I mean, gonna
0: screw they're gonna screw us over if we try that again, so we have to be mindful. I mean yeah, our offense was playing like a sub tier SEC team for like a couple of games, you know. Like, and that's not okay because we have elite talent, (laughs) you know. So I I think we put it together, and it was good. So It was a great game. And just real quick, shout-out
1: to uh, the offensive line. Like I said, DeAndre Swift, he got plenty of touches. uh, And for him on the day, it was more about moving the chain. It wasn't a super explosive day. But we did hold Florida, who – We did mention how sick their defensive line was. Uh, Eighth in the nation with 29 coming into the game, had zero sacks. And that is, I mean, with Jake Fromm upright, he had so much time back there just to kind of make those plays. So I think it was a really, that's probably the most complete game that we played all season. And this is when you have to start playing those, not perfect, but complete games, especially going through our November. We got Missouri next and. Although this was a great win, we are far from done, Texas A&M and Auburn. So I know Kirby's keeping these guys, their head on a swivel and their head where it needs to be and focused. And then like we mentioned earlier, we're starting off the playoff ranks, which are irrelevant right now, at number six. Um, But give me kind of your feeling on the top six or seven overall and what you think it means, if anything, right now.
0: Well, I feel like, you know, we have a lot of football to be played. So, Hell yeah. A lot of football. Know, which is a good thing for us. And you you look at a game like, you know, LSU, Alabama, that's going to determine so much. I mean, there's a lot of people, and Alabama might not even get in the playoffs if they lose this game because LSU, you know, is predicted to win out. So, with that in mind, like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think that that's warranted or do you think it depends on the game or what you I actually what... had a. I actually had an
1: argument at the – well, I didn't. I jumped in when I got to the gym today. But, um, yeah, this game's going to have a lot of ripple effects. But the guys at the front desk were talking about who's going to win. Now, in in my opinion, just kind of depending on how Tua feels, I think Alabama should win at home. LSU, like you said, like they've got the sexiness that ESPN is looking for. Their offense is super explosive. But their defense is not as good as what LSU's defense has been known for. Um, I think Alabama's defense will show up. So I think Alabama will win. But like you're saying, if Alabama doesn't make it to the SEC championship, a lot of people think they might not get in. But one year ago, two years ago, the same thing happened when, uh, you know, we went to the SEC championship and Alabama didn't, but they got in because they're Alabama. So the thing with these playoff committee people is, like, they change their criteria every year to kind of fit, the narrative. So we got away from the BCS and the number, which I think everyone's happy with. But you have to decide, like, are conference championships a heavy factor or not a heavy factor? And you can't change that from year to year, which they inevitably do. So I'd be lying if I said I knew what they are going to do, but this is, this is going to have huge ripple effects in the SEC regardless. Uh, how do
0: you feel about the game? Well, I feel like this year Alabama is obviously a really good team, but they haven't really played anybody, right. and this is their, like, major big test on the schedule um, outside of Auburn, which is, you know, going to be a good game, but I like- uh, no, and no discredit to the physicality of the Auburn defense. They're, you know, elite, but this LSU team is definitely a elite team in general, and I think that if Alabama loses, then, they, I mean, I could definitely see it warranted that they don't get in it, and it would tickle me to death. Yeah, you know. I mean that would be amazing, but how? Because I'll tell you, because Ohio State is deserves to be in the conversation, and on what we, basis? On the basis that they have a super dominant team in rhythm. Like, if they if they end up beating uh, Michigan. At and Penn State, at no, in Penn State, at at Michigan, um, you know I feel like those are good enough wins. If they went out and they're undefeated, and then they play Minnesota in the uh, Big Ten Championship, then I feel like yeah, sure they, that's enough wins to be in the conversation. So if you got those two teams, and then uh, well, if you got I mean, Ohio State, and then if Clemson wins out, like, you just – a team that was a national championship last year and that is on, like, a 30-something game win streak, I'm sorry, but, like, you just don't leave them out. Like, even if you can say their schedule's whack, but, yeah, when they're putting, like, 60 points on – you know, they're doing what they should – elite team should be doing to those whack teams. So, it's like, you got to – you got to at least account for it. You can't just say it doesn't matter at all that they're, I mean, they're like their backups are dropping, you know, 40 points at halftime every game. So like they're a deep talented team. So you got those two teams. And then I think if we went out, which is the narrative I'm going with here, (laughs) we belong in the conversation, obviously, you know, But that's it. Then Bama's not in. (laughs) Now, I I will say that is
1: a dream scenario, but like you said, there's a lot of football left to be played, and I try not to get too worked up over these rankings too early because these things will work themselves out. Um, Ohio State having to play, like you said, Michigan and Penn State, who's number four. All these teams are going to have to prove that they belong. I just just want that – the only, the only criteria there should be for the playoff committee is the four best teams. Now, if a one-loss – some people are thinking there could be an argument if there's a one-loss Bama, a one-loss LSU, and uh, a one-loss Georgia. Say, say LSU beats Alabama, then they go to the, – they represent the West, and then we beat LSU, and LSU, Bama, and UJ are all one-loss teams. And let's say Penn State, you know, they fall out. Clemson wins the ACC, which is, you know, probably going to happen. So, Ohio State, Clemson, and then you've got LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. Obviously, the conference winner will go, but, you know, it's it's like, do you punish somebody for going to a conference championship and losing, or is it better to just not play one? So, all I'm looking for is consistency. But if Oklahoma – I'm out. not even thinking about them, but true, there's so many scenarios, but I was just trying to give you one and kind of get your what are you going to do with three one-loss SEC teams, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think at that point Georgia comes in if they're the conference champion. Yeah,
1: yeah the winner of the conference is going to go,
0: but like, hopefully dude, it won't come down to that. And their strength of schedule, you know, they, they had a, a bad loss to. Uh, I mean, to South Carolina, but like Baylor and uh, Oklahoma is a big game, and then they play Oklahoma State in Oklahoma State, um, and then I guess whatever the uh, the Big Twelve. Yeah, a lot of a lot of chaos to come, and obviously,
1: you know we have to make sure that we just do our part. And you know we did have a big emotional game over, over Florida, and we've got to reload and face a good Missouri team, a, a quality Missouri team at home uh, to start with, so. You
0: know, while this is all fun to talk about now, it will work itself out. Yeah, exactly. And, like, basically, if we do our job, then we'll be right where we need to be. And I think we have, like, what it takes. I mean, there's no uh, there's no limitations what this team can do, and we're starting to see that. And if they just keep on improving, then we're going to be, like, right where we need to be. Good. And I'm
1: I'm really looking forward to this Missouri game. Uh, normally, this is the weekend we play Auburn, which is on my birthday, so I will be in absence for this one, so we'll try to get you guys some content while I'm out there. Hopefully, the birthday festivities won't overtake that. <laughs> we'll try to get some quality stuff up, but looking forward to this one and getting this win with, uh, what's the the new quarterback they got there from Clemson, right? It's Kelly. This one's it's Kelly Bryant, right?
0: Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant. So, um, going to be an interesting matchup, so looking forward to that. Absolutely. Well, I guess we will see you then, guys. It's been another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. Woo-woo. Definitely. Dogs Off the Leash. And you guys look for that preview for Missouri,
1: and we will see you guys soon. Sure, you guys eat, you i
0: for the dogs.